Welcome to today's podcast. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There's a German proverb that charity sees the need, not the cost. I think that's one of one of my greatest defaults is uh, I try to find out what the cause is and give a solution before helping out with the need. And charity sees the needs, just like God gives us the compassion. You know, charity is not just giving money to good causes. Charity is having a heart that's ready to give. Charity is helping a friend or two at two in the morning. Charity is going early to the meeting to put on coffee without being asked. Service is how 12-step program refers to charity or love. Service and charity are a lifestyle. We see a need, so we try to help. Our values and our heart will guide us in how we help. Service is a big part of a program. Service helps us think of others, not just of ourselves. We stop asking, what, what's in it for me? The act of helping others is what is in it for us. The act of helping others is what in it for us. And the blessing is in the act. The blessing is in the act. Sobriety is what, what's in it for us. Serenity is what's in it for us. Peace is in it what's in it for us. Prayer for the day. Higher power, you have given me many talents. Help me to see how many talents can make the world a better place. Give to me of myself. Giving of myself is believing in you and myself. You know, I was asking the question earlier. I said, who am I? Who am I? And, And a voice said, I am God. The one who's got your future under control. (laughs) So I am possessed by a greater, higher power. I I have achieved my goal. I've been possessed by higher power. Mind you, I probably got a devil of overeating here and there. A devil of laziness. A devil of procrastination. So that's probably where the, uh, the spirit fights with the flesh and the flesh fights with the spirit. Today, I'll list my talents and I'll think of ways I can use them to help others. Today, I'll list. Okay, let's go ahead and list our talents. Okay, one of the talents that we have is tenacity. How about um, service, stick-to-itiveness, not giving up, hope, faith, believing. One of the great things we have in the program is believing. We believe because we care. Does God care for us first? So now we we can care back. God put 51% of caring into our lives. Now we can put back 49%. And we got 100%. Okay, there's an English proverb that says, an ass is beautiful to an ass and a pig to a pig. <laughs> an ass is beautiful to an ass and a pig to a pig. Hmm. I can think about that. I 
got together with my wife. When we see someone drunk and out of control, can we see the beautiful person inside them? If we can, who will? Step 12 reminds us that we have to help the alcoholic or the drug addict who still suffers. This task has been given to us because we, most of us, should be able to look past the drunkenness and see the person. We were there. We know what it's like to be trapped in a world without meaning. If these memories have faded, we may need to go back over step one. We may find ourselves angry with the practicing drunk or other drug addict. This is a sign that we have gotten too far from our past. Remember, but for the grace of God. We may find ourselves angry with the practicing drunk or other drug addicts. This is a sign that we have gone too far from our past. Remember, but for the grace of God. Compassion all the way and surrendering, folks. Prayer for the day. Higher power, help us to remember our past and what, what is it like now. Help us to care about the person who still suffers. Today, I'll respect my illness. I'll look for the beautiful inside every drunk and other drug addict. Woo! You know, they say, uh, my sponsor says, I work with the real bad cases, the wet ones. You know, if I can get them to do something, I'll work with them. If I can get them to thank God for their alcoholism, thank God for their drugs, thank God for their anger, you know, and I'll check on them. If they're not thanking God or paying attention or reading, then um, uh, red flags go up. You know, uh, sometimes we get overburdened. We have too many commitments. I remember having a commitment in East Yellow Fellowship, West Sacramento, over the river. I was running a, a morning meeting, and then I had to get, all I had is a half an hour to go from over the river to the drunk tank, to the uh, county drunk tank, police, they had AA meetings there. And I went, and I had to drop by and buy cookies. And I was helping someone that couldn't do their commitment, so I took over their commitment. It was a Sunday. And I did my uh, my meeting, and I took off, jumped in the car, ran to the, bought the 99-cent cookies, and then just flew over the bridge to to. Sacramento, went to the drunk tank area on Richards Avenue, pulled in there, and there was three guys waiting for me. And I came in, and I threw the cookies on the table, and, a, and something inside me said, here you are, you bunch of drunks. And I caught myself. Oh, my God, that was me. I was there in shaking with a thin, thin skin and bleeding. That was me at one time. Uh, and I caught myself, and I humbled myself right away. And these, there was two guys, I lied not to you, two guys on wheelchairs, shaking in desperation like I was going to bring water or bread to the meeting. You know, they were, they wanted the AA meeting. And then another guy was on a, they all had white smocks, and another guy was on crutches. And they were shaking. They couldn't hold on to a, to coffee. And then I related to them how when I was there, when I was collecting cans in the freeway, when I couldn't pay my rent, when I couldn't, I was starving. And I, and I, so anyway, that was a great time for me.
Our next reading is called Hold Fast to Dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. From Langston Hughes. We hold fast to our dreams, for we don't let our dreams die in AA and 12-step program. Life is not a broken-winged bird for us. We can soar like eagles. Many of our dreams die as our addictions get worse. We felt the loss but couldn't speak it. With recovery, we regain our ability to dream. Dreams of sharing our lives with family and friends return. They push out thoughts of getting high. Dreams of pride and self-respect reappear. They replace the awful feeling of shame. Like the quote above says, hold fast to dreams. Our dreams are our wishes for the future. They hold a picture of who we want to be. In our dreams, we let our spirits soar. Often we feel close to God, others, and ourselves. Thank God we can dream again. Amen. Prayer for the day. Lord, higher power, God, thank you for, thanks to you, my wings have been mended. Guide me as I fly. Amen. Today, I'll take time to out to dream and share my dream with those I love. Amen. Today, we take time to visualize ourselves inside that dream. We take time to see ourselves in possession of that thing. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Lord. You know, um, a lot of... A lot of dreams out there die because of us not taking the time to meditate and pray on the future thing. You know, we're spiritual beings and all we have to do is imagine on something and speak it out loud and then plan towards it to obtain it. You say that the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. So like myself, I'm, I'm believing God for a, a new truck, new pickup truck. So my portion, my gut level will to go out there and buy a rubber mats for it. To buy, a, you know, a wax and oil and something for, for that particular truck. That's my dream. That's my actions. And I get blessed in my actions. Amen. Okay. Next reading. Live and let live. AA slogan. In our addiction, we didn't care. We didn't care about other people, even though we wanted to. We just didn't come through for them in ways that matter. We didn't care for ourselves. We let bad things happen to us, and we didn't care about living. We set no goals, had no fun, smelled no flowers. In our recovery, we do care. We care about others, ourselves, and life. Our spirits are on the move again. There's life in our hearts. Our bodies are getting well, and we're daring to dream. We're living. Prayer for the day. Higher power, put some life and energy into the, me today. Help me love my new life. Today, I'll focus on being alive as I breathe, and i rather I'll gather more and more like energy from nature. Amen. Okay, let's move on. 
Here's another one. It's called The Rose and the Thorn and Sorrow and Gladness are Linked Together. Sari. I don't know who Sari is. When we were drinking and drugging, we didn't have to deal much with feelings. We turned them off. Then when we let go of the alcohol and other drugs, we started to come back to life. Now we have feelings again. Uh-oh. But even now in recovery, we're scared of too much happiness. It's true. We don't want sadness and pain at all. If feelings, the good and the bad, keep on coming. And we have to handle them. We are learning to handle our feelings. We're getting strong enough to deal with them. With the help of our friends in the program and our higher power, we're ready for life. Amen. Higher power, I want to be fully alive, but I'm a little scared. Help me to know what to do with my feelings today. Today, I'll be open to feelings. I'll enjoy my good feelings and share them. I'll ask for help with hard feelings by praying and by calling my sponsor. Amen. And what do I have to say about that? If we thank God... For the bad feelings, uh, we will switch over to a spiritual plane and fly right over them. Because our, our feelings are in the flesh. So there's two people inside of us. And the two are needed. We need the flesh and we need the spirit. When we thank God for the middle ground, they both work together and move forward. When we feel sorry for ourselves and, and stay in the flesh... Then we ground ourselves and cause more sorrow, more problems to come because we are calling on what we're uh, asking for. You know, we're getting what we're getting. So we want to go to the light. Go to the light by thanking God for the problem, no matter how grievous it was. And it gets easier and easier as we do it. All right, our last reading for today is comes to us from Franklin D. Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So if you have fear attacking you, get up, put some music on, clap your hands, and start thanking God for the fear like it's a good thing. It might take you two hours to get that fear from entering into your soul. The fear is trying to take over your soul, possess you. So... If you have the fear, put on some music and remember when you were a kid jumping up and down with the Beatles songs, with happy songs, and just start thanking God by clapping your hands and acting joyful, acting happy. And start thanking that the fear is pushing you towards God. And you and we believe that God is almighty, creator of all heaven, all-powerful, and he can use any situation for our good, he can use it. Amen. Make it better and better. You know, and we thank him for it. As, as addicts, we had lots of fears. Some of us were afraid of failure. So we didn't try to do much or else we tried too hard all the time. We used alcohol and other drugs to forget our fear, but it didn't go away. It only got worse. Now we know we don't have to be afraid. When our lives are in the care of a higher power, we're safe. 
Faith is the cure for our fear. But still, fear keeps creeping back inside of us. That's okay. It's normal. There's, there is so much that's new in our sober life. We don't know what will happen next, so it's hard to always remember to trust our higher power. It's hard to always do what our higher power wants, what our higher power says, indicates. It's hard to always have faith. We have to practice turning our fear over to our higher power. Amen. Prayer for the day. God, higher power, Lord, be with me when I am afraid. I thank you for this fear, Lord, and I courageously go right into it and praise you and thank you for the fear. Help us to remember to have faith and believing that you're in charge. Every time the fear starts nipping at our heels, we start to praise you and thank you so we can get that love, the joy, and the laughter in the right track. Thank you for the fear, for it pushes us to run towards you, God, in the right, rightful direction. Amen. Woo. Today, I'll notice my fear and pray each time and, and thank God each time, every time I have a fearful moment. Amen. Get into a new habit of things. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here. Let's go ahead and pray. With the uh, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back, family. It's working. The reading of the story in the book Came to Believe, a booklet from The Grapevine or AA 12 Services, World Services, Inc., New York, came to believe. The story all the way back, it's called Ecstasy. Let's pray. Father God, give us ears to hear, eyes to hear, ears to talk with, and voices to speak correctly, to do your will in harmony, Lord. We thank you for this time we have together with this reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Ecstasy. We ought not to settle for tep, tepid, tepid AA, for half measures in taking the steps, or for too much of the stale and flat in our sober days. Not if we want to stay sober. No, I think we have to keep looking for something better than dullness, better than average living, better than mediocre spirituality. In an article called The Search for Ecstasy, written by the AA Great Mind philosopher Gerald Hurd, <coughs> said, it would seem that none of us is living in a sufficiently tonic way so as to be able to meet the stress of which we are now bound to be exposed without breakdown. Alcoholism, like all our addictions, is not a base, a search for utter sedation. It is desire for the ecstasies that's standing out from the landlocked lagoons of conformity out onto the uncharted high seas where the only map is the star-set heavens. Breeds there anywhere a sober alcoholic for whom this passage is not deeply meaningful? Breeds there anywhere a sober alcoholic. A few years ago, I sat in a New York bar talking to a newspaper man who had just lost another job for drinking. He was interested in my AA story, but he was lit up for this like lit up like a Christmas tree. 
angry, thoroughly un, un, uninterested in a gab about regenerating him that day. I thought I came to him and I said, you know, Howard, I think one of the greatest pleasures of way out drinking is just that feeling of being miles apart from the boobs. You're running on a different track, different clock, different music, really existentialist kick, existentialist kick on the knife edge of pleasure, pain, progress, disaster, and more stuff to that effect. I saw that I had an attentive listener at last. Howard said that uh, that was it exactly. It was living way out that appealed to him, disaster or no, living like the books was a bore, a drag, and a curse impossibility. Hello, Marianne. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. You're running on a different track, different clocks, different music, really extra sensualistic kick on the knife's edge of pleasure, pain, progress, disaster, and more stuff to that effect. <laughs> Pass. George, alcoholic. George. Cool. I saw that I had an attentive listener at last. H said that it was exactly that. Was it exactly? It was living way out that appealed to him. Disaster or no, living like the, the booze was a bore, a drag, a cue, a cure, a curse, and possibility. I think now that this thoroughly unsuccessful crossbred effort, one, pray H may be an egg somewhere by now, <laughs> help me, I've never since stopped being aware of the fact that as an alcoholic, I have better not set my sight on being just like everybody else, just as ordinary, just as un... un Leaven? Leaven? Unleveled? Leaven. Leaven. As a matter of fact, I don't really know anything about being ordinary. That is non-alcoholic, so I ought not to set up some phony idea in my mind about normal living. No, let me stick with Mr. Hurd's approach for a while. His emphasis is that one for me, if as an alcoholic I am to stand out from the loose, landlocked lagoons of conformity and stay sober, how am I to do it? Join a revolutionary gang, go hippie, take up yoga? Ah, oh, but I have an answer. Take the 12 steps. Go. Have I tried it? I certainly didn't attempt much beyond the first three steps steps my first couple of years in AA. My reaction to the last nine steps was that they were put in on in to round out the picture. They were pious rather than practical. One hardly needed to go that far and so on. Pass. What a vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what I said. Marianne. Yeah. Try the fourth and fifth steps, inventory and confession. I didn't do a good job. I wrote some of the inventory, but not all of it. I told some of the wrongs, the pressing ones, but not all. Nonetheless, I had an exciting year of spiritual growth out of it. I was in some important way changed. 
There came a slowdown, as evidently there always must. I began to think about, to think step six and seven needed some more work. Interesting, difficult, existentialist, knife edge of disaster progress, strange new awareness of God, of self. I saw there could be no lagoons of conformity for the man who will face his character, confess it, become willing to change it, and ask God to change it. Dynamite. Dare I set it off? Can I just sort out, sort of let the whole thing go and settle for modest, quiet, unexceptionable, not very spiritual, average living? After all, X can and Y can and C can. Are they alcoholics? Well, no. And do I really know anything about their spiritual lives? Well, no. Back to me, I needed to be other that's why I drank. I still needed to be other. Having tried the toxic way of drugs and excess, let me try the tonic uh, in Harold's phrasing, way of the steps, the way of health and joy. The steps are the specific medicine for the thing that's wrong or right. It doesn't matter with me, alcoholism. They are the way to be other and the sane into the bargain. I come this far, I know now that what is involved in taking the AA program entirely, as the early AAs gave it to us, is not the prospect of turning into some sort of repulsive goody-goody. It's the threat of being truly alive, aware, and even perhaps ecstatic. I'm coming to believe that if I do not accept all of what this program offers, demands, but instead walk away from it as somehow more than I bargained for, I might get drunk. In other words, if I do not take AA 12 steps seriously and in full, I cannot expect to be on the program. Vermont. Whew. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Whew. I, uh, well, you know, when I went into the library once and I asked for a book and I, uh, I'm flying, piloting, and I read this book right in this library. It was uh, The guy gave a theory. You know, and it was just a beautiful theory, and it took me on a, on on a, on a really a wonderful imagination flight of what airplane flying was all about. It was just his way of expressing what it was, and but it, it got to me. I, I believe that's what he's trying to do, and 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 I too feel like um I need more. I, I need I need to break it down a little bit more, go through that fourth step and fifth step again. And uh, not necessarily mess around with five, six, and seven, and and uh, because we beat those ones to hell, <laughs> six and seven. Everybody's always working on the character defects. I said, I, I want to live, you know. I want to enjoy, and it's going to cause it's going to cause frustration and problems. So when I when I miss it, I say, I thank God, I missed it. You know, I was I messed up some things on some email this morning at four four in the morning. I'm trying to talk, texting back and forth, trying to find out. And and I, the way the way we we beat on ourselves, it says, uh, I did a good. Something good's gonna happen. I did a good. I did a good. It's not like, you know, I, I'm you know I don't beat myself up. I just something good's gonna come out of this. You know, and then you start thinking, well, my account has come before the people, and everybody's talking about it. You know, they're probably going to give me some insight to how to elevate it after all this is done. So, you know, once you start pushing into the all is well against the situation, something good's going to come out of this. Something good's going to come out of that fourth and fifth step. 
it just opens up new avenues and new imaginations and you can write you know a, a whole theatrical uh like this guy did and by the way the guy named h that's harold we'll name him harold <laughs> all right all right I'll, I'll go to my left this time thank you thank you guys <laughs>